Society today is pretty funny. We watch as our media promotes these crazy ideas and our politicians capitulate to this group or that and we shake our heads. Most of us have conversations about how we can't stand how divided our nation has become and how polarizing our discussion makes us. We all agree that things are going downhill and we just don't know how to stop it. What can you do when it feels like the world is burning down around you? The truth is that nearly all of us think the same way about most of the things in our lives. We share an American heritage that teaches us that we are free to be who we want to be, and that no one has the right to force us to be otherwise. Despite the myriad cultures from which we originated, our status as Americans shapes our view of the world and brings us together. We have been called the melting pot of the world, and that term is very important. Our differing values are mixed together and reshaped into an American value structure, wholly unique and internalized by all. We are not nearly as divided as some would have us believe. The problem we have today is that we have allowed these vocal minorities to seize the national stage and turn their minor grievances into huge, toxic issues. When it comes to nearly everything that has to do with our normal, everyday lives, we all agree about how to best go about solving our problems. It's when we allow these passionate, yet misguided small groups a serious voice that we start running into problems. For example, less than 5% of the United States population identifies as some form of LGBTQ. This is an extreme minority that has somehow seized a significant portion of our national attention. Far more than 5% of our media time is spent on their issues. It is only because they are willing to seriously disrupt the lives of the rest of us that they are even heard, and it is our own complacency that has allowed the more extreme amongst them to sour our political discourse. Should their voices be silenced? Of course not, but their voices should not take precedence over the 95% of us who prefer a more traditional relationship. While this article tries to make it seem like socialism is inevitable in America, the truth is that even according to this poll typically less than 40% of Americans agree that socialism would be a good thing. That's not a majority of us. This means that even if you accept that dubious number, there are many more who believe in a more capitalist philosophy than socialism. When you add on the fact that political polls tend to use ambiguous or misleading questions to get the result they're looking for, the reality is that probably less than half that number actually want even a mild form of socialism. If you ask them if they wanted all-out communism, the number would be minuscule. We've seen how that works out. When it comes to gun control, almost all of us agree that some form of basic regulation is necessary for a tool that is designed to be used as a deadly weapon. This article makes grand statements telling us that most Americans favor pushing forward on stronger gun control, but if that were really the case then why do only 25% of Americans support banning handguns? Why do more than 40% of American households have one? Handguns are by far the most used weapon in violent crime. Why aren't they speaking out against that? One has to wonder what kinds of questions are actually being asked, especially when we look at the dishonest slant that the media and our politicians place on firearms in general. The reality is that we all want the ability to defend ourselves, and we want to keep guns out of the hands of the bad guys. We agree more than we disagree. These are all examples of small groups of highly organized, vocal people jumping into the public discourse with the singular goal of pushing an ideological agenda. Do they really believe in what they're pushing? Some of them do, but for the most part human beings are primarily focused on gaining control over the people around them. If LGBTQ activists were concerned with equal rights, they would push for equal laws, not walk into cake shops trying to cram their ideology down the owner's throats. If gun control advocates really cared about stopping violence, they'd put their effort into the mental health problem we have in this country rather than inanimate objects. 
If these rich socialist supporters really believed in what they were peddling, they would give up their fortunes for the good of the people as an example to the rest of us rather than finding ways to profit off the true believers. It's funny how none of these groups ever do anything truly altruistic. The truth is that these groups are only able to maintain their public position because the rest of us are too busy with our own personal lives to pay much attention to them. They stand in their echo chambers, drawing in bored people with nothing else to do and growing a following. While the rest of us are busy getting things done, these people run around trying to upend the society that we all spend so much time and effort trying to preserve. The ugly truth is that it's our own fault that things have gotten this bad. Our own complacency allowed the monster to grow. What this means for us now is that we simple, average citizens will have to become as radical as they have. To fight against this rising tide of extremism will require an equally rising tide of no. Most of us don't care one way or the other about what these groups want, but they've been trying to force themselves onto us for decades now. At some point, we have to push back. If we don't, the America we all hope for will fall to dust and we will have no one to blame but ourselves. What do you think about vocal minorities? Are they as powerful as they seem or can we stop them in their tracks? What can you do to convince those around you to take a look around and do something about the erosion of our society? Nothing says we have to hate people with a legitimate grievance, but at some point the majority needs to stand firm on what we believe in. It is critically important to hear the other side, but not simply hand them control. Honest debate is healthy, screaming at the top of their lungs is not. At some point it's time to start screaming back.